Hello, everybody. <laughs> What's up? It's been been a quite a little while on this one, right? like months actually, yeah, literal months. Well, I mean, things have been kind of things have been kind of heavy, doc. You know, like <laughs> uh, so yeah. This is uh, the reboot, the re-release. Uh, studios decided to do a, uh, uh, what, what do they call it? I'm um, blanking. Blanking. blanking ship. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm blanking uh-huh. on words though. Um, uh, rebirth? I don't know. No, like when like when they brought Friday the 13th back, when the reboot, it was a... Remaster? No. Uh, Redo. Rerun. Re whatever okay. <laughs> i don't know um, <laughs> if you guys can't tell uh tonight's a wine episode for me <laughs> um but yeah so this is hear me out the reboot uh i'm still john blankenship i'm still steffi your lovely hosts um and it's by the time we we're recording this in september so you know just in case anything crazy happens yeah, you don't even tell nobody oh uh, man it's okay it's going to be a secret. Well, once they hear all the great editing that we do, all, all the time that we put into this, that, you know, they'll understand like, oh, okay, they put they put an entire week into making this podcast. We should tell everybody about it. And maybe, wow. Maybe work on getting them some sponsors too. Yeah, thanks, guys. <laughs> so, um, yeah, this is Hear Me Out. Steffi and John, same people we were pretty much. Um, a lot's happened in life, really, you know? Uh, you've gotten a new job that's exciting i did yeah um and we're moving out to i wouldn't say a more permanent spot <laughs> yeah uh, we're uh, going to an apartment and instead of this house that we're living in and it's gonna be it's gonna be super exciting because we've got a lot more privacy and you know with that comes more podcasts we're going to be able to churn out, which is pretty much why we're bringing this back. We yeah. had so much problem, you know, finding the time and space to record this that it's like, you know, wh- why, why even do it at this point? Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, we're, we're bringing it back. We're, we're getting the band back together. <laughs> you guys are going to hear some episodes with, with the boys and uh, going to have even more new people on now that we're going to have, basically like completely our own space uh speaking of maybe boys, even visual aspects yeah oh yeah we're hoping to bring uh hopefully YouTube. get a podcast room yeah, together getting some, getting some videos going i mean if it works for joe it should work for all podcasters <laughs> right well probably not <laughs> <laughs> anyway um yeah speaking of the boys i just wanted to send a real genuine shout out to my guy braylon williams he's been on the podcast a couple of times uh, I think Braylon is truly a huge talent. I'd like to have him on uh, his specific episode just to talk about making music as a whole. Um, Steffi, you'd actually probably like being on that one too, just yeah. because you like to play music. But uh, Braylon made this brand new, awesome uh, intro theme song that we've got to the podcast now. Uh, get used to it because that's that's the banger. That's the heat we're bringing to the table. I, I'm I'm super excited about it. I haven't stopped talking about bringing the podcast back because like, well, to them anyway, because like, this is one of the things I'm most excited about. I feel like having an intro song adds an air of legitimacy to it. You know, that's true. That's like, true. Before it would just be like, white noise. hi, like, <laughs> hey, it's nobody us. wants that. We're that's, back. Yeah. Nobody wants that. So, um, I'm really excited about 
finally having an intro. I feel like I'm actually doing something. So again, just really thank you, Braylon. That was that was awesome of you. Braylon wouldn't even accept my money if that tells you. You know, if you if you come to any of the parties where I'm at, Braylon's more than likely going to be there. Uh, if you see him, he he's hard to miss. He's probably the handsomest guy in the room. Just tell him like, hey, that that's that's one of the best intro songs I've ever heard. Because you're not lying. <laughs> it really is. Um, so yeah, thanks, man. Um, so yeah, so super fun today. Yeah, we're and this month. This. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, you want to do it? This is October. Oh, October. Our favorite, probably our favorite month of the year. Really. Absolutely. Aside from November, which has Thanksgiving, but that's no, okay. I'm a bigger fan of October. Oh, no, I very much am. I'm just saying Thanksgiving is, it's, oh, yeah. it's, it's number two, man. Anyways, um, we Halloween. Love we love the cold. <laughs> yes. Um, Halloween. Um, so every podcast this month is going to be horror movies and horror Halloween movies. themed. Scary. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. Um, All the exciting stuff that you want to hear. Yeah. I this mean, month. <laughs> I, I really don't think other than like Christian fundamentalist extremists, like those are the only people I know that don't like Halloween. Mm-hmm. Everybody, everybody other than the ones that's like, I don't even let my kids do chunk or treat. Like everyone else is like, like my kids can't even dress up. Like, all right, party pooper. Yeah. I'm sure you're great to have around. Like, yeah, we get, get together. It's a pagan holiday. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So is Santa Claus. But yeah. Okay. So it's putting that. a fucking tree in your I, living room. I don't Christmas. know about Saint Nick being a pagan. No, pagan I'm saying ritual. like, like having a tree in your living room and doing the whole shebang. I don't know if it's pagan, but it's definitely crazy. It's like, I'm hey, pre- let's let me. Cut you this keep tree. going. I'm gonna look it up. Cool. <laughs> um. So, uh, you can't have, at least in modern day horror movies, you can't do horror without um tropes. It, it's become a real like necessity to insert and you know it, it's like we gripe and groan about it when we go to the movies you're like oh what why is she tripping and what is it pagan these six christmas traditions are actually pagan customs gift giving the image of santa claus christmas stockings christmas caroling decking the halls with holly and decorating trees hey real talk especially since we're talking about halloween stuff in horror movies can we put up some Krampus gear? That'd be tough. Yeah. It's not the dog. Yeah. Yeah. So a couple of things I should warn you guys before we really get into our subject. You're going to hear a beep. That's a. <laughs> that is the telltale heart from yeah. Edgar Allan Poe. No, so it's basically this dying uh, smoke alarm that we can't figure out where it is. And it's like, we're trying to go to sleep. It's like midnight. And it's like. It's in beep. like the craft room. <laughs> But I have looked everywhere. And then it's like when you think you know what part of the room it's in and you get over near it, it sounds like it's on the other side of the room. It's, so it, I just close the door. It really is like some kind of thriller plot. Like, it, it really is just like a telltale heart. Yeah. Like, yeah. so. It's freaky. Um, You might also hear the fan. That's because instead of our normal studio that we're in, we're, we've actually kind of got that filled with boxes. So we're going to be, you know, obviously moving. So we've got that filled with boxes. So it's not in everybody's way. And we have wood floors and the dog is 13 years old and he likes to click clack on them. So, hey, but he's still moving. Though. He is. Thank God for dogs. Proof that he's moving out yeah, there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to look back at this in 40 years. And we're gonna be like, dogs. Oh, uh, God, he's barking now. Is too. someone here? I don't know. Me either. It's okay. Um, damn, we're seven minutes and haven't even started. That's okay. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, 
But yeah, so modern horror, you can't have horror without tropes. You know, we go to the, the movie theater and we watch horror movies and it's like, oh God, she's tripping as soon as she starts running. Or, yeah, like really? And yeah, the phone will ring up, and no one will be there. Yeah, yeah or she, she runs up the stairs instead of out the front door. I mean, it, to be honest, I think we would miss it. It's going to be funny on the podcast listening to dogs. <laughs> That's fine. But I think we would miss it, you know I mean? Especially, so I think... To, to give a little just drop of history here, like I feel like modern horror movies really started in 1974. Yes. Black Christmas, Texas Chainsaw Massacre came out less, or I think exactly a month away from each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where slashers came from. You heard the beep. Yeah. <laughs> that's where slashers <laughs> came from. And from that point on, it really became like, okay, if you're watching a scary movie, odds are there's going to be a killer. Or, you know, it's well, and that's the thing, you know, with those movies. I mean, they really created the trope. Mm -hmm. And funny enough, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I feel like, and I just watched it for the first time like a month ago. Um, huh, it's a great movie, it's wonderful, Uh, like top five greatest classic horror movies, which Um, we might get into later, right? (laughs) Um, but that really set the tone for you know what really creates a classic you know, the grimy feel and being somewhere that's gross. And it's just, you know, it's There's someone so that's chasing to, you. So much grit to but it was that. neat because they kind of also invented the final girl. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, really. Well, Black Modern. Christmas and Texas yeah. both had a, a final girl. And uh, you, you've really seen that to the point where it's even become uh, like needed at this point. And, and there's, there's final girls that carry a franchise. No, absolutely. So, well, and like, of course, it's changed a lot in the last probably ten years, where people are. I mean, yeah. not that not that the old movies weren't unique and like new at the time, but like you know, your classics are your classics. Well, you you expect it. That like things that scare people change throughout time. Exactly. The 80s slashers were the big thing. Well, but in that's, the nineties, they were dead until Scream came around. You know. Right. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. And even with Scream, like it plays on the tropes. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what makes it scary. It's Which like it's it's very meta. I definitely want to talk about meta movies as far as mm-hmm. tropes are concerned. But um, so while we're on the subject, I guess the first trope we're really covering is final girls. And like I said, some uh, Heather Langenkamp playing Nancy in Nightmare on Elm Street. She was in three of the what is it seven movies? I think mm-hmm. she's in three of the seven movies. Um, Neve Campbell is in all and is confirmed to be in the new reboot God, of so Scream. Excited. I know, I know. She loves Scream. Uh, but then you've got movies where it's like a different Final Girl every movie. Or uh, just one, like Carrie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I, see, it's hard, to, it's hard to put her because Carrie was the villain and the Final Girl. Yeah. She turned into the villain. It's She wasn't supposed to be the villain, but she was made to be the villain. She's definitely the Final Girl. She movie. had to be the villain, but we all but she's a villain by her, her environment. It's not because she yeah, is a villain. It's a, it's a sad story, really. I mean, she didn't King have a choice but to be a villain, you know? Yeah, I mean, fuck everybody. But like Girl in White Covered that, in Blood, Final one, Girl, like yeah. that's it. Except for that one uh, gym teacher that always stuck up. I hate that movie. I'm just saying. I love that movie. I hate that Carrie. That was one of the first movies John Travolta was ever in. Man, whatever. I don't care. If we didn't have Carrie, odds are that they wouldn't have seen him for Greece or... Urban Cowboy. Man, you think they picked John Travolta for Grease from Carrie? Maybe. Come on. I don't know which one came first, actually, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, so Texas Chainsaw's always had a different final girl. Um, Friday the 13th definitely always has final girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you got movies like Phantasm and Evil Dead, where the final girl is a final boy. 
Uh, Man, you forgot your favorite final girl. Mia? No. Oh, Jamie Lee Curtis from Halloween. Yeah. Number one and number two. Yeah, Neve Campbell. No. no. Who's number two? Alien. Fuck, yeah. So, <laughs> I'd almost want to do an entire episode around, like, sci-fi horror. I don't, I, like, we could do the thing, Alien, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, man, I think, I don't know, though. Sigourney Weaver as Ripley, is, Ellen Ripley's definitely a badass, but I think in terms of, like, Final Girl, like, I think. It's a different type of Final well, Girl. Well, I think Neve Campbell edges her out just because she's got more solid movies. Well, that's very true, and I think Alien that you can't really the compare them because Alien definitely is a sci-fi horror movie, and yeah. she definitely is a final girl, but yeah. it's not, like, covered in white, bleeding, I'm tripping. Like, like Sigourney Weaver in that movie is a badass, and you can't pull one over that's on her. That's the thing, though. She's not a badass until the second one. No, but what she's I'm just, saying she's is... She's just making it through in the first one. I know, one. but, like, she's not tripping. She's not making yeah. dumb decisions. No, like, I mean, she's a very smart final girl. an astronaut, like... <laughs> Yeah, and not that the other girls aren't smart by any means, but like they play into the trope. So I don't know how to. I mean, Sigourney Weaver is definitely the final girl in that movie. Yeah, but I don't know if I would include her in. I know she's the only girl. (laughs) Yeah, I'm saying like she's the only one left. Like that's it. Like for most of the movie, anyways, it's not even like it's the end. Like, (laughs) like she is the only person left. I forgot what her name was, but there was another girl, and I I feel like she barely got any character development. Mm -hmm. I've told you, if not, I'll retell you because we're on the podcast, but um. They didn't write anyone for any gender in that movie. I told you that. Oh, was that on the... Yeah, we did on the trivia episode. Oh, I knew that, though. I, I'm pretty sure I guessed that one correctly. I think you did. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. No, but uh, it is a fun fact. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis is definitely my favorite, though. Mm-hmm. Um, all time. My all time's Neve. Yeah. I mean, you're a Scream fan. I'm a Halloween mm-hmm. fan. Even... No matter what, like Scream's definitely got more good movies than Halloween does. Halloween's got some shitty, shitty movies. We we watched one, Halloween Four. Yeah, it's a terrible movie. I love it. I had fun. You watch out it. of control. Yeah. Shout out Joe Bob Shout Briggs. Shout out Joe Bob Briggs, dude. <laughs> love Joe Bob. You are out of control, Darcy. You are out of control. <laughs> um. So yeah, that'll uh. We can go from movies like uh, Sleepaway Camp and Friday the 13th, where they do have mm-hmm. a final girl. Sleepaway Camp also has, like, Carrie, a villain and a final girl kind mm-hmm. of thing. But uh, we can go from that into campsite movies. That's that's like your normal setup. For- Very much, you know, in the woods, vulnerable, it's Ooh, nighttime. There's nobody you know. around. And it's always teenagers that have no business being in the woods. It's not like it's like Boy Scouts that know what's going on, okay? It's teenagers sometimes that have never campers, been in the woods. Sometimes it's campers, like Friday the 13th. Yeah, but it's like, even still, it's like they don't... Like, whatever whatever they think they know about surviving in the woods, they obviously don't. A super screwed up movie in the woods is Eden Lake. I think Michael Fassbender's in that one. Um, that one's adults, and it has nothing to do with camping, but it's smack dab in the middle of the woods, and they're terrorized by these teenagers. And it's just like... That one especially because it doesn't necessarily follow the trope of like a campsite. It's like, oh man, this this could really happen. There could really be people. And it's stuff like that. Like, yeah, you've seen it a hundred times, but it doesn't really make it less scary. Well, and that's the thing that I think a lot of people get, you know, kind of twisted with watching scary movies. It's like, yeah, you might have seen it a hundred times. 
but sometimes it's fun just to watch it, like just to yeah. be scared. Like I think some people take the fun out of it when they're like, "Wow, that would never happen in real life." Like I would never, you My know, this would never. That. Yeah, but it's like, come Shut on, up, Dad. like, <laughs> but but it's like you know, and I get it. Yeah. But it's just one of those things, like, especially with scary movies, like, you would hope that would not happen in real life. But, like, it's you know, it, it gives you the anxiety, whether you think, whether it makes you mad or it makes you scared. When you're watching and someone makes a dumb decision yeah. that's expected, in a way, it gives you, you're good. like, come on. The fact that you are mad at these people shows you care. And the mm -hmm. fact that you care about people in a, in a movie shows that they've done their job as writers. Correctly. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And if you care enough to be mad about it, it's giving you the energy. Your adrenaline right. is up. Yeah. You're like, come Which on, get out of there right now. Like you're dumb. Get out. Like, scary movies. right. Yeah. Exactly. That's why we go to perfect segue. That's why we go into movies like Conjuring, uh, Paranormal Activity, Blair Witch with jump scares. Jump scares is one of the, especially of the 2000s, that's one of the biggest tropes there is. Well, because they knew that, you know, people were kind of tired of seeing the, oh, I'm going to trip. And yeah. the, it, it became, oh, a new family moves into an old house and there's going to be ghosts and it's a jump scare. Right here in this like, conversation, there are like three or four tropes right Well, because there. they kind of yeah. play into each other, you know, yeah. generationally, I think. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it used to be slashers and the girl tripping. Well, and the running up the stairs. So there's definitely a difference between like shocking imagery and jump scares. Mm -hmm. But I feel like that difference is really blatantly said in between the Omen and uh, uh, the Exorcist. The Omen had, you know, dogs tearing people apart and ladies jumping off buildings, hanging themselves. That's shocking imagery, especially. That's just terrifying because it's yeah. terrifying. Yeah it's, right. yeah, it's bad stuff. But the Exorcist, when it's got that face of Pazusu mm -hmm. coming out, like that's a shock. That's a shock to your system. It jumps out and it scares you. Like that's terrifying. Or like nature. the red face behind um, Patrick uh, Wilson and Insidious. Yeah, like yeah. it's not there. Well, He's yeah, talking. talking. You look stuff, and it's right there. Definitely. Right. The Insidious movies counted on that. The Conjuring movie. A lot of stuff James Wan does. Mm -hmm. uh, Lights out is all jump scares. Mm -hmm. that, that Lights out's terrifying. No, the short on YouTube oh, yeah, was that, one of the scariest so things I've ever movie. seen. Yeah, I've seen like a, a terrifying good movie, and it's like because you know what? Like it happens all the time where it's dark in your room, you wake up, and you think the pile of clothes in your room is a demon sitting in a chair, and it's just some jeans. Yeah, yeah. but like that's why that's so scary because it really happens all the time. You'll cut the light off and be like, "Did I just?" Is there somebody there? Yeah, you know what I and mean? At that point, you just kind of got to swallow it and accept it. It's well, like, and no. like in real life, I have to tell myself, I'm like, okay, <laughs> come on yeah. now, you know, but. Well, um, from there, we can talk about found footage. Mm -hmm. That's a, that's a, well, and that was a trend for a while. It still once in a while a trend, shows its head. Has, it's a trend that has turned into a trope. Mm -hmm. um, I can't even talk. I can't even begin to explain how many I've seen. Uh, there's a lot and even if it's not the whole movie there's like bits and pieces in the movie that are found footage well, we watched grave encounters the mm -hmm. other day. that's the first time i watched it and uh, i like that one um the obvious probable best i mean i hate to be that guy but it's blair witch it has I mean, to be i mean that's the, the classic first, and that's the best it, okay it might not be the first there's probably something before that i haven't seen but like that was the one that brought it culturally. To, yeah, that's the yeah. first. That's the one that brought it to the to um, the main screens. But then, I mean, you got a real challenger with Paranormal Activity One. 
We watched that probably six months ago. Well, that's and that's well, and that's true. I well, I wouldn't say that. Oh, no, um, that scared me, man. I jumped a couple times. Well, I yeah. Don't jump a <laughs> what it, you know? When I, I think, I think in all honesty, I think Blair Witch is a scarier movie because of the story behind it. At the same time, yeah, Paranormal Activity really just plays on, on the jump scares. And like looking back at it now, like I was scared of it when I was like 10, 11 watching it. I was scared. But I'm 10 and 11. Like, watching it now, I'm kind of like, oh, the door slammed. You know what I mean? Like, Well, especially with us, the way we think about movies and stuff, we, we definitely start to think about, like, oh, how'd they do that? That was cool. Like, did they use wiring? or, or what was Yeah, that? but it's like in Blair Witch, it's like you start thinking like that, and then you're like, oh, my God, his teeth are outside in his flannel. Like, yeah. what the fuck? Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um, I do. And, and you got to look at, too, culturally, how many times has the Blair Witch been referenced? We watched Psych the other day. Yeah. And, like, it's just not coming out of his nose. We, um, the uh, Blair Witch is a little scary to me, too, because, like, yeah, you don't see a ghost in Paranormal Activity, and you definitely do see a ghost in Grave Encounters, but Blair Witch, you don't see anything at all. You have no idea what it is. And it's that fear. Now, now, Blair Witch, the one that came out in like 2014, still pretty scary movie, but you see the witch, and I gotta say, it's a little unconvincing. Like, I don't think, I don't want to know what it is. I think that's it's, why it's I don't find scary. Like, I will, I will give it that. I mean, Paranormal Activity is a scary movie, mm-hmm. um, but I think because you know, I don't really think that ghosts are real. I don't think so. Either. Um, <laughs> And Blair Witch, but I don't like to be made them, to believe. I don't. I don't. I mean, I enjoy being scared by it and yeah. thinking like, well, what it's if they scary, were? You know. Right? But yeah. like, I um, I think I'm personally more scared of Blair Witch just because when we were watching it, you know, when you watch it, you really have no. I mean, it could just be somebody out there messing with them. Mm-hmm. You don't know if it's a person. Mm-hmm. You don't know if it's a Which monster. Scary to me. You don't know if it's a witch. You don't know if yeah. it's a ghost, a demon. You don't know. And like you're walking through the woods, and there's like stick figures all over that. Like, what the hell? Like, yeah. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> um, out in the woods, you'll you'll also see a lot the let's split up and the tripping when running tactic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which, to be honest, I think might have started with Scooby Doo. <laughs> I really think well, it might have started with Scooby Doo. Because I was in the '60s or something. Hey guys, let's split up. Because yeah. he wanted to go with what Daphne. He's like, me and Daphne are Yeah, '60s. '60s, mm-hmm. really? I'm pretty sure, right? That's why know. they're in like Daphne wears like go go shoes. Well, I mean, right? it might just be dated. Let me see. I don't know. I don't know though. But first episode of Scooby Doo. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty interested in that. But uh, let's split up is definitely one of the more angry ones. Like people, people. It aired September thirteenth, nineteen sixty nine. Oh hell yeah! Then it probably did. It really probably did start with Scooby Doo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it that, might have. That, that's pretty funny. Was that Dawson? No, I don't know which dog it was. Okay, it was one of them. Um, but yeah, the let's split up and then uh the falling when running one is a big one out mm-hmm. in the woods i've seen it probably every friday the 13th movie well and i think the falling with running kind of just goes in hand in hand with you know anything to slow down the person who is whether it's i you know their shirt got caught on a door yeah, their you know yeah, yeah, yeah. their sleeve ripped or you know their hair got stuck in something it's it's just the fact that they are running and you want them to get out of there as fast as they right. can and something stops them this plays into the fact that like your invincible villain is always a lot Somehow faster. How faster? So yeah, yeah like, man. He's definitely taking walking steps. Oh my god, these dogs! Man, should I let him in? No, I don't know, they're gonna be dancing. click clacking. Yeah, they're gonna be tap dancing. Um, but yeah, I mean, Jason and Michael Myers both just walk. Mm-hmm. 
Now, I'll give you this, at Leatherface, he runs. Yeah, that's that what makes runs. him scary. Yeah, that that man is run. running run with a chainsaw, yeah. dog. Yeah. Leatherface brings me into the road trip sequence, which is pretty... Well, and that might have been the first... No, obviously, Scooby-Doo with the group of teenagers, no, college I, kids. They're on a hunt. I know, I know, I'm hunt. saying... Leatherface, they're, right. They're but I'm saying, um, that, like, Texas Chainsaw might have been the first, really, that had, you know, college kids going on a trip together. Let's yeah. go hang out and have fun, you know, in the middle right? of nowhere. And there's yeah. drugs in the car. Yeah. And we're going to go, you know, that whole thing. <laughs> yeah. So, so the road trip's a big one. And normally on that road trip, they hit a gas station. And mm-hmm. there's some old dude who knows the area. And he's like wrong way you better turn around and get the hell up out of here and yeah it's just non-stop with that um so let's see we've got villain is definitely invincible we covered that look oh how did we not cover one of the biggest tropes even joe bob talks about this one nudity there's gotta be naked people i don't get it if they're skinny dip i guess it just shows vulnerability like you're it even does, more yeah. scared it, because you are naked. Yeah. Well, I mean, what's but the like, one thing you've got normalcy in, a, in an attack situation? Still wearing clothes. You got your hair. Probably stuff in your pocket. Like, you know, that's that's where you can ground yourself, and you don't even have that. You've got nothing. Yeah. Like it makes it probably a little more scary if you're getting chopped up while you're naked. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're probably a little more comfortable, but only a little. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah, um, but yeah, normally when they're naked too, I mean, if they're having sex, they're gonna die. Yeah, absolutely. Nobody has sex in horror movies and lives. They're getting stabbed, like... <laughs> stabbed, cut up, something. Something gruesome and not fun whatsoever. Um, And on that same road trip where they're naked and stopping for gas, they don't have any cell service? Nope. God forbid, right? Nobody has a phone. Yeah. Lines are oh, cut. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this could be you placed know. in the 70s when cell phones weren't a thing. No, I'm phones. saying even if you stop and ask for a phone, it's like it's out of service. Oh, yeah, because they're usually you know, some hit town. Like, you, it's yeah. It's usually like Hills Have Eyes or mm-hmm. um, what else would it be? Even some of the movies we're going to talk about in a little bit. Well, like and, and Hill, I feel like, like too, um, that kind of goes hand in hand with the nudity thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think bathroom is a trope, like being in a bathroom. Yeah. And stupid stuff, you know, trapped in the bathroom. I mean, The Shining, you have, you know. Which you... one comes to mind immediately when you think trapped in the bathroom? I was thinking the one from Halloween. Halloween, the Rob Zombie one? Yeah. Yeah, me too. <laughs> was, it, was it Rob Zombie or the new Halloween? The new one with Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, with the podcasters. Yeah. Yeah, the two that are in the bathroom. Yeah, and she's in the stall and he and knocks he, his teeth. Yeah, and, like, and the, he drops the teeth over the, that's what I was thinking. But even, that was my cord, sorry. Oh, okay. Um, that. You have The Shining. You have... But that's not trapped in a bathroom. Yeah, it oh, is. Shelly Duvall at the end. Yeah, yeah. what the hell are you doing? No, I was thinking bathroom. when he walks in. No. On the old lady. No, but I'm saying like trapped in a bathroom. I mean, you, starting with Psycho, you know. Yeah, Psycho. Psycho I mean, was also the first time a toilet was flushed on... on really? Yeah. Wow. Janet Lee never took a shower again after that. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Poor thing. Um... But yeah, the girl in the bathtub, you know, with the candles, and, the, and then it kind of goes hand in hand with her running away being Ooh, naked. But uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, mm-hmm. bathtub. Yeah, uh, Nancy lays down in the bubble bath. Anyone and the played Until up? Dawn? I mean, she was in the bathtub. Who? Hannah Panettiere. She's yeah, running. Uh-huh. She's running in her towel. Uh-huh. 
and what was it like a raccoon or something that popped out or, or like yeah something like that some kind of thing i don't remember what it was that was a good game i enjoyed until dawn a lot it was a lot of fun man yeah you got pissed off at the end though i mean yeah i did well that's because it's my fault it was my fault well no no it wasn't your fault it's the game's fault because you know it plays itself like you can choose what these characters do and there are certain times where no matter what you choose the characters are like mm, no i'm gonna do the other one anyways yeah. and it's like that's kind of bullshit like um the uh another trope is usually that big house right huge uh, house yeah which kind of symbolizes like a maze pretty much i mean you kind don't of, know where you are and it's yeah. giant well even even if you do know even if you're buying the house like Amityville, mm -hmm. yep like, it's still big intimidating yep. scary uh, or you could be going towards a house like Texas Chainsaw mm -hmm. or, or um, I don't know, something. like All the, of them. Yeah. I mean, the houses in Scream are huge. It's a bunch well, of rich kids. But you she know, knows Screams because she's friends with Stu. Like, they know the house. Like, right. Yeah. But, like, you know, it kind of... Halloween is has got one of the most it's, well, well, you know, I think not only just the maze aspect, but also, like, you know, you know you're in a giant house with a killer. You have no idea where they are. It's not yeah. like it's a small house and you know where they're at. Well, it starts getting claustrophobic at that point. Right. Yeah. Right. Kind of, I mean, like Evil Dead. There's a lot happening in a tiny little house, mm -hmm. which is fine. Mm -hmm. But, like, you know... Yeah, the big house the show house up, the looks, mansion. The cabin you know, looks a lot bigger in the second the, one. Yeah. Comparatively. Well, yeah, like he's like running through walls oh, and stuff. And I'm like, how is it even, where it's are like these hallways coming from? The like, series, oh, yeah. like when, he, when that tracking shot. It's so, bigger on the inside. Yeah. Um, did you get that joke? I don't think you did. No, I didn't hear what you said. No, that's okay. Keep Sorry, going. We no, no. <laughs> it's fine. It was a Doctor Who joke. No one else. Okay. It's fine. The, uh, the <laughs> car won't start. Yeah, car won't start. Drop the keys. Fumbling oh, the that keys. One of the most frustrating that one pisses areas. me off because, like, that's really not well, realistic. But we've had this conversation too. Is that like, I get where they're coming. I've never been in this situation, so like, they probably are scared. Hands are shaking. I can get not fit in that. Case. Well, see, John and I had this whole conversation one time for like thirty minutes. But I just feel like, as a young female, my keys are in between my fingers when I get out of the car. Which I don't get. Like, like I, you would never get that. Yeah. Which is fine. Like, that's just life, I is. guess. Yeah, yeah. But, like, whether they're in between my fingers or I already, like, you know, when I got out of the car, my thumb is on my, it's, the key's in my hand. Mm -hmm. When I walk out to my vehicle from work, my Good. key is in my hand. I'm glad. I'm, I'd rather you be And it's like, when that. I sit yeah. down and close the door, I lock it with me. Like, it's just yeah. a habit. And so yeah. whenever I see someone fumbling with their keys, like, I get, like, you're panicking. It's, no, especially if it's not your set of keys. That's a big trope. It's you're yeah. you're you're getting someone else's car. You have no yeah. idea which key on this key ring is the right one. You know that's a panic. Uh, Tucker. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, just yeah. any of them. Again, The Shining. She's trying to get the Bobcat, and yeah. the, you know, it's just it's a lot. <laughs> um, the one that actually really does piss me off a lot is, let's go investigate. What was that noise? Let's, let's go look. That one really let's bothers go, me. Bro. And I'm fine with it being there because I get that it has its place in history, especially with it being a trope. Like, this whole podcast is about the fact that I appreciate tropes. But you know what it is that makes me mad about that trope? Not so much that it happens, but that it's a bunch of teenagers who are in houses they don't even own. Why do you care what the sound is? Oh, yeah. I mean, to be honest if with you're you, a if homeowner, a I, like, like, if it's like, you know, if it's like the dad and wife, like, okay, if it's if insidious, already, you like, have children. Okay, yeah. you oh, yeah. you better get your ass up and go figure yeah. out what the hell that was. You mm -hmm. own this house. This is your house. Mm -hmm. But it's like teenagers in a cabin. They don't even own. They don't even care about it. Why do you care what the noise is? I mean, Why I do you guess give they, a shit? I guess they want to stay in the cabin and they're like, it's probably a record. Yeah, but like But what? I feel like there's a lot of writing you could do to 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 justify it instead yeah. of just being like, it's like there's a noise outside. Let's go see what it is. It's probably a twig, idiot. Like stay yeah. in the what do you what is wrong with you? Like, why? I'm I don't know, but I'm the last person to be like, hmm, 
I should probably leave my comfort zone. Yeah, you don't have to tell me, jackass. When our (laughs) alarm went off at 4 o'clock in the morning, guess who had to get up to go see what it was? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's true. It wasn't John. That's a true story. Um, (laughs) John was dead asleep still. How do you sleep through a house alarm? I work. I work long hours. Whatever. Hard working man. Whatever. (laughs) You know it. Um, But, yeah. uh, I think a lot of these tropes started in movies that didn't intend on starting tropes. You know? Oh, absolutely. That's why they, yeah. Well, you know, Toby Hooper was making Texas Chainsaw. I know we've mentioned the big ones, you know, the Nightmare on O Street and Friday 13th. Mm-hmm. But he was making Texas Chainsaw as a, uh, a rebuttal to the Vietnam War. Right. And John Carpenter was making Halloween because it's like, whoever it was, M- Mustafa Cod was like, can you make a, a killer movie really quick with no money? And he was like, yeah, I guess so. And it just turned out to be like one of the best of all time. And uh, speaking of best of all time, it's not a sponsorship. I, I'd love to get sponsored by that. <laughs> but uh, Letterbox D, is that what it is? The app? Uh, I don't know. Letterbox D, um, all one word, app on the app store. It's been really fun for me um, just because obviously I love movies so much. I got Steffi into it and I've gotten a couple followers on it. Um, it's basically just like, if you're ever curious what your friends think of these movies, just put a out of five star rating on it. And you can pretty much look at every movie you can think of what your friend has rated. And uh, that's what I like about it is I get to text Steffi and yell at her. And I'm like, you put five out of five for 10 things I hate about you. Ah!" And uh, shit. It's it's you're a piece of shit. It's a good conversation starter. That's a, a five out of five. That's a six out of five movie no, with Keith Ledger. Are three you joking? You're joking. I think I've got three and a half out of five. Whatever. He doesn't get it. He doesn't get it. He would never get it. Um, but yeah, I I encourage you all to download it and start reviewing movies, and add me on it because I would like some more followers. It's John J O H N C B ninety seven. Um. Yeah, so now that that's out of the way, we can kind of talk about what tropes have, have become, have inspired. Puppy, come here. Come sit down. Get, get her to sit. Yeah. She's a jackass. Um, so what, what these movies have, or what the tropes really have inspired as far as movies go, um, meta movies would not exist if there was not something like this to play on. Absolutely. Um. I guess really starting with New Nightmare, um, Wes Craven's New Nightmare. This was Wes Craven playing around with the idea of maybe other people notice this stuff about movies too. Um, and this was before Scream came out, so he was. Th- this really was his dry run for Scream. Right. Um, you know, essentially, the movies are over. Uh, Freddy's Dead had just wrapped up shooting. And uh, Heather Langenkamp's got her husband and son and everything, but Freddy is leaves the movie world and he's a real world demon, like he's mm-hmm. an actual sleep demon. And uh, so they they play on a, you know, you see you see the actress and like she has to become the actual final girl. Scream really plays off of that point of let's see how much we can fit in from every other scary movie well especially the first one i mean obviously like they make the jokes about it like they're both horror fans Jamie you know it's Kennedy all is, yeah is a, a, an encyclopedia exactly in that movie. exactly he, they, they reference movies that like aren't talked about like the town that dreaded sundown um you know like obviously Wes craven has done his homework i mean right 
horror god. But um, yeah, uh, Scream and New Nightmare, both from Wes Craven, those are the first ones that come to mind. But then we start thinking about the new age, and it's like Tucker and Dale, which we just watched. Well, yeah, like horror ago. comedies about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And Cabin in the Woods, especially. Cabin in the Woods is so good. That's a, that's a five out of five movie. Cabin well, and then you also five. have, and it's very unique because he's really one of the first people I saw do it, or at least to the extent and wonderfulness that he did it to. But you have movies like Get Out from Jordan Peele, where mm-hmm. it's not that you know it makes fun of a trope, but it plays on the fact that you expect it to go oh, a certain way. I never thought about it, like but that. it does not. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. he, like, like he plays on the fact that you know the tropes, and he's going to use them. The opposite way that you think he is. You I know think, what I'm saying? Yeah, I think the fact that he did that is one of the big reasons why it hits people so hard that that's it does viciously original. Get out it's, was it's so so original. you know and yeah. like it's so unique, but it's like you know it, without having the tropes, you know the tropes, uh-huh. and so like when they don't happen. Or, like, they're used in an opposite manner. Mm. It's just incredible. And it plays so well because it's like he knows his audience. He knows everyone knows the tropes, yeah. obviously. It's yeah. been done 500 times. The uh, One of the big ones that probably comes to people's minds once we started naming off tropes, honestly, probably Scary Movie. God, yes. Scary Movie is, <laughs> like, not only will they show you those tropes, but they're going to show you it's that caricatures. everyone agrees that these characters are stupid. Right. Everyone agrees that the jock and the goth mm-hmm. and the stoner, they're all there just to die. Right. Like they're all idiots. Well, Nobody and that's a big them. reason why I'm a big fan of Cabin in the Woods because yeah. that the stoner is like the guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's Chris Hemsworth and he's like, we should split up. No, he's the jock. Yeah. yeah, he's like, we should split up. Yeah, and the stoner's oh, like, yeah. that's a horrible idea. Because the he's counteracting. Yeah, the, yeah, but he's yeah. like, he's the only voice of reason, which is yeah. funny because usually it's the opposite. Like, that's a terrible idea, man. He's like, <laughs> Why would you do that? Are you dumb? Like, yeah, I completely forgot about that mm-hmm. line in the movie. Yeah, where it's just Chris like, Hemsworth, like the like the fog hits his face, and he's like, well, we should split up. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> Why would you? Let's see, oh, what was goodness. it? It was a jock. It was a. a prude girl it was pretty much the breakfast club it was in a the cheerleader it was the shy and sensitive guy and then it was the stoner yeah it's pretty much the breakfast club not really though there's no outlaw there's no the stoner he's not he's not a john bender type no because he's playing against his trope everyone else is doing their stereotype he's hilarious because he's the opposite of a stereotype he's smoking I mean, weed you could say homeboy's a nerd what's his name but uh, no i'm, I'm saying guy, like but... that's you know yeah, it's the five of them. And oh yeah, I mean, they all in, have in their exact like, role. They're all, and... they're all like caricatures of a role. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I agree with that. Um, yeah, it's a good point. Have you got anything else to say about tropes? I can't see the laptop, so I, I don't mean, know. That's that's all we've got written down for notes. I don't know. I mean. I, I do have an appreciation for, you know, I have an appreciation for the classics and and what it means to create those. I mean, you wouldn't have tropes, like you said, without them. Without them creating the tropes and doing them over and over again, like, you wouldn't have them. There's definitely an age that comes with watching some of those movies. I mean, like, right. you watch that first Friday the 13th and you can tell they made it on a $100,000 budget. Right. Like- but you know what? I 
you also wouldn't have a new age of horror movies without the tropes, without people wanting to break free of no, those because tropes. If people just kept remaking Nosferatu. You would just, yeah, you Island would never have the type of, you know, and I mean, you wouldn't have movies like Insidious or like The Conjuring that have a storyline. You know, I'm a big fan of movies like that because, like, obviously, I like the slashers for what they are. You know, I'm a big fan of Scream. I love them, yeah. I mean, but I'm I, I love fan. that they have, you know, created these movies that are telling you a story. So not only are you scared and you like it because it's scary, but you also like it because it's interesting. You're invested. You're invested. That's There's nobody that's necessarily me. stupid. Now they do still have tropes. You know, it'll be like someone's walking to the basement and the yeah. lights are off. Basement's like there, there are still it's tropes. Basement. You know, yeah. Like they put their kids' bedroom in the basement yeah. of a new house. Like shut up, the that's, dog dies. That's it's a, always a you know Connecticut. Exactly. Like the sick kid was yes. In the basement. And yeah. you go outside and the dog is dead. Mm -hmm. You know, Pet Cemetery and, and The Conjuring Hart. and Amityville yeah. and yes. By the way, you remember how did you watch that Ryan Reynolds one? Amityville or Ryan? Yeah. I think I liked it when I was a kid, but I watched it not that long ago at work or what something. Movie did we just oh Secret Window, Dog's Dead. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a horror movie, but I was like, we just saw a movie is, and I forgot. It is a horror movie. It's like a psychological thriller. I wouldn't call it horror necessarily. Um, I don't know. That chase sequence towards the end is oh, well. It's I mean it's definitely thrilling, but I feel like it it's Stephen King's. I want to give it the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, but so horror. is The Green Mile. That's not a horror movie. But that's not even close to a horror. I know, but that's what I'm saying. You can't just say it's Stephen King's. And you want to call it a horror movie? No, but I can say it's Shawshank is a horror movie. No, but there's some horrible things that happen. He <laughs> said <laughs> there are some horrors though. Yeah, yeah. horrors of prison. <laughs> Stay in school, kids. <laughs> um, but yeah, Sacred Window was good. Um, let's see. I don't know how I feel about with this reboot. I don't know if we're going to necessarily do recommendations every time. But I will say, we've talked about it a couple times already today. And I think it's still on Netflix. We watched it on Netflix. But Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. God, we watched it and it I fell really, in love. I really did. Funny. It really just plays on that was every trope. Aggressive. towards Aggressive. Trope. But and it's also which hilarious. Is a trope forgot, you know? Hillbillies are always bad. And they pretty much are. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's a joke. It's a joke. Hillbillies are always bad movies, at least. Mm -hmm. Hills have eyes, especially the Devil's Rejects trilogy. Well, and They're I think it, again, <laughs> starts with the, che the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm -hmm. It's these hillbillies, yeah. backwoods. They don't know anybody else. They're, you know, whatever you want to call them, in the middle of nowhere. Mm -hmm. And you roll up on them, and they're making cannibal barbecue. <laughs> so, like... Do you know what you just you just brought some up for me to subgenres? You could go through subgenres and just think of tropes for those because it's like the 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 revenge movies and and you know all the things that come along with those or the cannibal movies, mm -hmm. all the things that come along with those. Exactly, your uh, ghost movies, your demon movies, well, your like, yeah. Uh, Eli Roth did Green Inferno, which mm -hmm. I told you you wouldn't like. Don't don't even right. bother watching it. Yeah, I'm fine. But he stole. So it, I like that movie, but it wasn't as good as Cannibal Holocaust or Cannibal Pharaoh. Like those movies have their own identity and they have pieces that they've created for their story. And Eli Roth was just kind of like, I want to do that, but I'm pretty much just going to make the two of those together. Mm -hmm. Like I'm just going to do that. And I feel like it, I feel the love from it, but I don't feel the, you know work. what trope we forgot? What? Um, things that are deemed pure, normal day, that are somehow evil in a movie. Like clowns. 
like children, like yeah. nuns. Oh, evil children. Like angels. Yeah. Like, you know, the afterlife. Like things that day to day you don't think are scary, you know? Paintings. Those ones, too. Those ones will bug you. You know, really statues. Uh -huh. Things that you. Things are mundane. And yeah, things day. that are right, that are normal. Children laughing, like yeah. during the day, like that's fine. If I heard a kid laughing at nighttime. Well, if I, and if like, I see the kids. <laughs> Doing hopscotches so over rope. Through the tube. No, no, like, the, I'm not. The, oh yeah, the, like Freddy. Freddy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, like no, I'm not. Hell no. Nope. Or the little kids in the shining. Clown. Fucking. Yeah. Stand at the end of the hallway. Yep. Twins. Yeah, no. Nope. Forget about it. Forget about it. But that's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. It's just very funny how you know. I think otherwise. I mean, Terrifier. That's the scariest clown. I've ever I can't seen even talk about it. The scariest clown. Can't even talk about it. That's not even a clown. That's just that's just a horror. Yeah. I haven't even finished that movie. I've, I got about 40 minutes in and I had to cut it off. She didn't even see... For any of you guys who have seen the movie, Steffi didn't even get to the part with the hacksaw. Nope. I got to like the part where awful. there was like a head with a candle in it in the, mm -hmm. in the diner. Right after he shits and all maybe the a, bathroom. Yeah, maybe a little bit after that. And I was like, yeah, okay, I'm just going to cut it off. So that, that movie is a pretty independent movie, but like... Terrifying. God, it's good. John watched it on an airplane, and some lady behind yeah. him watched him watch it. Yeah, so uh, my first airplane ride ever was super terrifying to me. Way scarier than any of the movies we talked about. Uh, I got on the airplane. It was a small airplane, which was way worse because I'm a little claustrophobic. <laughs> I got on the airplane. We were going just 45 minutes. We, we live in Virginia. We went 45 minutes to North Carolina. And I got on the airplane. As soon as it took off, I started crying. <laughs> I lost it. I was terrified. Oh my gosh. But me and Steffi had the bright idea before she was like, movies calm you down. I give you something to focus on. This is what you love. So watch watch some movies. What do you want to download? I'm like, uh, Nightcrawler with Jake Gyllenhaal is good. What about that one? What was the one with Jamie Foxx and Gerard Butler? Um, Law Abiding Citizen. Law Abiding Citizen. I'd never seen that. Um, and then I said, I started Terrifier, but never finished it. So put that on. And I got on the 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 um, plane, and it's that same forty five minute ride. So I only got to see a little bit of Terrifier, Terrifier before I get off. But I got to the saw scene, and the lady, it was an elderly lady, and she was like back left to me, and I just turned around just to like see if anybody's paying attention to my shit. Cause it was an early flight. I didn't know if people were like asleep or what, but she was watching and she was judging me, and I was just like, "Fuck off, lady." Like, <laughs> Let me do this. I need this right now more than you need to fucking rest. Yeah, I'm sure that'll help your anxiety on airplanes it watching did. the fucking terrifier I'll tell killing you what people. It did. I didn't even have to take his dumbass smiling and waving and you, you fucking crazy ass. I didn't nothing. I was fine. You're insane. I need what's worse than that, you know? Like I'd rather my plane go down than that shit happen to me. You don't know what happens to the girl yet. But I have no interest in knowing what happens to the Oh, my girl. God. It's such a crazy movie. I have no interest at all. I just need you to see it before the second one comes out. No. Yeah. I'm okay. Um, <laughs> I got to see that second one, too. I'm okay. You, you know why? You know why it bugs it? And this is why it's scary for you. Because it wouldn't... I'm not saying that men cannot be assaulted. But it just doesn't happen, okay? So, like, you know, it's scary for you to watch this clown stare at them from well, down the street. Guys, too. No, I know, but what I'm saying is, like, that's every day for me. I don't have to watch a scary fucking I movie. I do. <laughs> I do. That's, like, so why white people go skydiving and, you know, cliff diving and shit. Like, y'all don't have to fear shit every day. 
like, I do have to watch horror movies. I know, but I'm just saying, like, I have no interest in watching these girls be terrorized by a clown. That's just everyday life. That men are clowns. Also, before, before <laughs> you know, let me, let me go ahead and set your stress to rest, everybody. After October, we're going to chill a little bit on the horror movies. We're going to maybe bring some, some comedies or something during November. And then December... All for the schedule, it's all Christmas movies. Yes. We're, we're really looking because, forward to that one. Contrary to probably popular belief, we both love Christmas movies. I love, I love everything. I, I, mean, lo- I, I, I love them all. Movies. I do. I yeah. do. And Christmas movies it's, have their own tropes, and I'm very unfair. excited for that. It is pretty unfair that I like horror movies so much because, like, I feel like I talk about them very often on this podcast, and it's like, I want people to know that truly, I love all kinds of movies. I buy romantic movies. I buy dramatic movies. I buy. I made him watch Twilight. I buy we both love hairspray. Movies. <laughs> like uh, Saving Silverman is a really, really bad, stupid, raunchy teenage comedy. Used Cars but was funny. That's, that's a, a good one. That's a good movie. Like I'm talking about. Like I like bad movies too. Mm-hmm. Sometimes like I'm just I I appreciate what so much has to offer and like I talk about horror a lot, but that's because I've also delved into the theory of horror a lot. So. That's why that's a big reason why October was when I decided to bring this back. And um, well, just because you know we have plenty to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we've got you know room to do things now. Mm -hmm. I'm excited. Um, I think this episode turned out pretty well. We're gonna have to do a little bit of editing because of the dogs, but that's fine. It's fine. Pretty good for um. I'm sitting on my bed. Yeah, which is a lot more comfortable. John's on a dining room chair. Yeah. Um, the okay. laptop and microphones are on my rolly cart from Michael's Arts and Crafts. Yeah, it's for like a, like her artwork. And stuff. Yeah, like, I mean, we just wanted to have some fun. And I think... The whole reason we started this podcast in the first place. Is well, yeah, cool. and I mean, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. But That's there's a lot of excitement. Story, story of my life. <laughs> it is what it there's is. There's a lot of excitement. You know, hopefully we will have the visual aspect, get my camera out, you know, we'll do podcasts record the video maybe we'll do you know both together because i mean i'm also a big fan of watching youtube so yeah fun um, stuff maybe we'll do some ig live stuff we wanted to do something for it we're trying to plan what we're really gonna do for halloween you know maybe do something on instagram live and depending on podcast at, at the like same time party or if parties are allowed or what yeah i mean hard to tell right now. if we actually decide maybe you know a couple friends over not even like a real it's so but who upsetting. knows? It's, it's really just, so man, upsetting. it really sucks. I mean, you know, count my blessings, I guess. No one yeah, I know no, is. I'm, I'm very happy we're safe and, and being safe by only, you know, talking to a few people, seeing a few people. Well, yeah. Um, I mean, we've ever since we've cut like actual quarantine back when we were first doing the podcast, like we've still been very limited on where we went. Yeah, I really have only seen my friends like a handful of times. Not only that, but like the same friends every time. Mm-hmm. Like we see my five buddies. Um, we see Zeke and Daniel, mm-hmm. your friends. Hannah a couple times. We've seen Hannah a couple mm-hmm. times. But uh, yeah, I mean, we've just tried to keep it pretty safe. And I guess that's what we're going to have to do for Halloween this year. Just that's all you can do, man. For, I mean, you hope know? for the best for next year. And that's it. Family for Thanksgiving, family for Christmas kind of thing. Pretty much how I do it anyways. <laughs> yeah, but I do like doing Secret Santa with the guys and stuff. We did that like two years ago. It was mm-hmm. really fun. I think we might try it again this year, but you know, like I said, 
We'll see, we'll see how things go. We'll not, see. Yeah, I'm not trying to rush. But we do have some fun ideas. So if we end up, you know, being truly stuck at home with each other, yeah. there will be some fun things in the mix. So, yeah. um, just to hope you guys are as excited about this as we are. Um, like I said, we've been doing nothing for the past month, but kind of like drilling how podcasting works again, and uh, you know, coming up with ideas. Um, and just kind of schedule something we didn't do last time, just schedule out like what we want to do in a month. Like this month, obviously Halloween horror movies. Mm -hmm. Um, Next month, cool off from horror movies. (laughs) And then December Christmas month, we'll do some Christmas movies and, you know, talk about Christmas past. Well, and maybe by next year we'll actually have movies again. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll get to damn. I mean, I wish I could have talked about tenant and stuff like Zeke wants to do it. Christopher Nolan episode. I feel mm-hmm. not ready. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, we just hope you guys enjoy it. And long as you do, we enjoy it. So we'll keep keep churning out the butter for you. And uh, yeah, you got anything else to say, Steph? Um, I mean, I think that's really it. You know, just be excited. And I'm hoping everyone is We're staying, back. you know, safe and healthy and working and, you know, Making money, eating, etc. I mean, it's funny how, Staying yeah. Staying healthy. Right. I mean, that's all you really can do right now. Yeah. Hopefully. So, we love you guys. We're happy to be back. Um, and especially within the next three weeks, we'll hopefully be coming to you from our new apartment, which is exciting. And, you know, hopefully the audio quality is good. Apartment tour? Question yeah. Mark? Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, wherever you are. Hope you're, whenever you're listening, hope you're having a good morning. <laughs> this I'm, man I'm forgot it. Yeah. Hope you're having a good morning, afternoon, evening, or night. Um, this has been the Who Be Out podcast with the brand new intro, my brother. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. Thank you. <laughs>